Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. Valentine's Day is right around the corner, so today we're putting the art in heart and the can and candy with do-it-yourself Valentine's Day crafts and treats that are fun for the whole family. From homemade chocolates to a Valentine's Day box that will be sure to make your furry friends tail wag, we'll discuss all the ways you can show you care without breaking the bank. But first, let's aim Cupid's arrow at some sweet news stories. That's right, it's Cozy in the News. This came across my Twitter feed. I actually believe it's one of our listeners that liked this tweet and what turned into a really sweet story. And I caught wind of it. And it's not necessarily Valentine's Day themed, but it is a sweet story about loving yourself, which is a sentiment that can often be overlooked on this couple-centric holiday. And it involves jewelry, which is stereotypically Mm -hmm. B-Day adjacent. So let me set the stage. This is a tweet from a woman named Beth, and her handle is Love Seniors. I assume it means Love Seniors but she couldn't get that in. (laughs) And her bio says (laughs) that she's a geriatric nurse practitioner, a concerned citizen, a mom to rescue doggies, happily married for 33 years, a foodie, a new Democrat, and she questions everything and she does not blink. That really is important context because my heart immediately is drawn to Beth. And if you've been listening to this show, you know that I carry carry around little kernels of sadness. It's like if I see a sad scene in a movie, it will live with me. And then two years later, I'll be walking on the street and I'll think about it and it will pop and I'll be done for the rest of the day. So immediately <laughs> my sentimental um, feelers were up. And so Beth tweeted this status. She said, am I too old for a charm bracelet at 61? Hubby says no one does these anymore and I have no one to pass on to. I assembled it and picked up from jeweler today. I'm crushed. And Beth, wow, that I'm crushed. crushed at the end really crushes me. Matt, I was near tears. <laughs> this was just sitting on my heart so heavily. But there is a positive aside to this. Um, before I get to that, let me share Beth's charm bracelet, which included sunglasses, um, a nurse charm, a woman's face outline. I don't know what you call that, Matt, if you see it. It's with the word Beth on it, her name, Mm -hmm. a bucket and a shovel, and then a flip-flop. Beth likes the beach. Very beach heavy. Beach heavy. And it was really, really beautiful. And she said, a life loving the beach, just getting started. So everyone in the comments, mostly women, were saying that, you know, go wear your charm bracelet. Do you. It's beautiful. And there's these incredible stories some people had been assembling their charm bracelet since they were six and they're now in their sixties. And what's really special about charm bracelets is that they tell the story of your life and they're so unique to the person that you are. And the charms are so delicate and beautiful and creative. I saw one, one frog charm. So now I'm like, okay, I need my frog <laughs> charm bracelet. Um, they're really so sweet. And I'll just quickly share what one woman said in response to dear Beth. She said, my mom started one for me when I was six and 53 and up to five now. You're never too old to commemorate your life in such a lovely, meaningful way. And so the positive side to this is that Pandora had reached out to Beth and they sent one of their charm bracelets. 
And she said, when I tweeted this, I was just hoping a few ladies of a certain age would agree that I'm not too old. And who knew the blow up it has? And she says, you know, her new charm bracelet is beautiful and the hubs is going to be seeing a lot of it. I wish the hubs would see the door personally, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with yeah, this. I mean, who, who ridicules their, their lover's <laughs> bracelet? I, I, don't, I mean, I guess unless it was like truly heinous, but it's an adorable, sweet charm bracelet. What is wrong with that? I know. And what I took away from this and what I was really thinking about is that, well, one, women are so often told that they're too old for something that I just don't, I don't think that commentary is often directed at, at men. So that's my first thing. And then I also started to think that charm bracelets are love letters to yourself, which is why I felt it was so uh, poignant for Valentine's day. So hooray to Beth for loving herself and making that love visible to the world. Hear, here. I think that is a beautiful sentiment and I'm so glad that Beth found the support she needed in the unlikeliest of places the internet. <laughs> yeah. Very, yeah, I know. Of all places, the, the Twitter thread. So, Well, you'll also be cheering on our next story, which is the announcement that the Sweethearts Candies theme this year will be words of encouragement. Kind of like Beth needed on Twitter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Classic conversation heart phrases like be mine and kiss me, which have been on the hearts since their creation in 1902, will be joined by motivational phrases like way to go. With a two, not like spelled out. They don't have space for that. High five and crush it. <laughs> oh boy. This isn't the first time the candy has added new sweet nothings to the mix. In fact, they've been adding and retiring, like Beanie Babies, <laughs> new phrases since the early 1990s when, quote, fax me, end quote, made quite the stir at the water cooler. If you're feeling encouraged to give some sweethearts to someone who has encouraged you in the past, you can try your hand at winning your friend, coach, teammate, or family member a free box by nominating them for one of 500 free boxes they're giving away this year at sweetheartcandies.com. I don't want to bring down the Valentine's Day party in spirit, but I don't know who's writing in for a free box of Sweetheart Candies. It's very sweet, though. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee, That's why, actually, you know, I, I was looking at that and I was... <laughs> Initially, it's like, I'm not giving these people a free ad. I think the news is interesting. And honestly, yes, it um, is. When, I didn't when, know that. Jillian, when you, when you actually brought this to my attention, I was also surprised that they had a theme every year. But now, like, now that I know that it kind of makes sense, because especially working in a school setting like I do, like you see conversation hearts around mm. Valentine's Day being exchanged. Some, some years, it's sort of like really wacky. And you're like, why are these on the hearts? And now they probably were a theme I wasn't aware of. And, and that's why that was the way it was. I was still encouraged to share that they are giving away free boxes because I felt like it's so unlikely that anyone's applying for these boxes that I was like, you know what? Our listeners could probably get one of these. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, no, let's get on that. They're getting your information. So be aware of that. So you have to be comfortable <laughs> with giving away your email for some sweethearts. <laughs> Um, but if you are, you know, give it a go. I feel like you have pretty good odds. I, I'm still kind of stunned that there there's someone at the Sweetheart Candy HQ who's sitting there each year like, oh, hey, Beth, time to get on the the new Sweetheart messaging. And that's their one task the whole the whole entire year. But I, I, think I guarantee <laughs> you it's an overworked website and social media manager. Like it's like <laughs> it's probably the one thing they're excited about to doing every year. Here's your words of encouragement. 
Actually, I, I would be fascinated <laughs> to talk to that person just to like know how trial and error it was trying to fit different phrases on. Like which ones you could shorten, which ones they felt really like they wish they could put on there, but there were just too many letters. I'm, I think that that's an interesting topic. <laughs> yeah, no, let's get them on next year. That'd be yeah, fun. Yeah, let's get the Sweetheart Candies uh, social media intern on. <laughs> Those are some kind of Valentine's Day themed news stories that we hope warmed your heart uh, a little bit as we move into uh, Valentine's Day, which is in a couple of weeks. So we're dropping this episode now so that you have some inspiration moving into yes. the holiday. And nothing is bound to melt someone's heart like a homemade Valentine. So today we'll be sharing candies, gifts, and cards you can make for your loved ones to show you care. And I'm feeling hungry, so let's start with a trip to the sweet shop. Jillian, what are you cooking up in your kitchen that you're going to serve to your Valentine? Well, I get really ambitious for this portion of our episode and I want to take a page out of Celebrate with Kim Joy, which I had highlighted on our cozy gift guide this past year. And it's oil-painted Valentine fortune cookies. So I was a little nervous because obviously that has a lot of steps. The actual batter that you make is super easy. It's just three medium egg whites, some sugar, some almond extract, vegetable oil, splash of water, some cornstarch, and flour, and you're done. That was the easiest part. So I was flying high. I really thought, okay, I, I'm a whiz in the kitchen. Get me on Master Chef. <laughs> uh, I was ready. The difficult part I found about these oil painted Valentine fortune cookies, and also let me stress that um, you put Valentine's themed messages in, in the fortune cookies. So that's the, the draw of it. They would make really cute party favors or a fun thing to give your kid after dinner. Uh, so I wrote out my messages beforehand. So I had that prepared, but I only did about five messages because I thought to myself, this could really go south. I don't want to spend my day writing 20 fortunes. Yeah. You're um, afraid I, to overcommit. Overcommit. Um, I, I made them cat themed. So I'll slow blink at you or set whatever the little cute <laughs> phrases are. In, in true cat fashion, that sounds vaguely threatening if you aren't familiar with cat body language. Yes. I didn't think about that. I just live in my world where I assume everyone has the same interests as me and is so exactly. insane Exactly. Everyone as me. wants a butterfly kiss. <laughs> well, Matt, I'll, I'll give you a fast forward. I, eventually, I got so tired because I didn't end up making a lot. And I, I just wrote like boo-boo butt on it because I just got so tired. Wow, I just, okay. I, I said butt. I just, that's, I, whatever. That's, that's one way to get fired at the fortune cookie factory. Yeah. So... That was that. Uh, but my instinct was to put at least like a tablespoon and some change. Because when you make cookies, you the instincts of pour more batter than less. But mm. with fortune cookies, the goal is less. So Kim Joy recommends a teaspoon of batter. And then you have to spread it out in a circle. I had to watch a YouTube video. So that's my one grape with Kim Joy. There's, oh, there's only a picture of the final product. And for someone like me, when she says, oh an eight to nine centimeter diameter circle. I don't know. Is it big as the moon? I don't know what she's talking about. I mean, <laughs> it's just, I can't visualize it. So I went through so much trial and error trying to make these fortune cookies, but some did come out okay. And then once you come out of the oven, you only have at least, I think like a few minutes because you have to shape them while they're still soft. So you half fold it, not completely. You slip the fortune in, you pinch it with your fingers at the top and then you have a mug and then you pull down the edges on the lip of the mug to make the fortune shape. 
and your mm. fingers are burning. <laughs> <laughs> My hat's off to the fortune cookie makers. But uh, so once I did that, I let them sit overnight and you have to put them in a cupcake tin so they can hold their shape. And then you get the, the candy melts. So I got white candy melts. Kim Joy said to dip them in the white candy melts and then get your oil dye. So I learned that oil dye is important because that's what sticks to the candy. But I somehow missed the memo. So I dipped mine in colors instead of white, but I drizzled my my colors. It was a whole thing. But Matt saw the finished product. And I think they came out really pretty. Uh, I was a little embarrassed at first. I didn't think it did a good job, but I don't know. I, I, it was really fun to make. I think the most fun part was uh, coloring them, being a little Picasso with the, the oil-painted fortune cookies. And my partner liked them. They were fun to crack open, and it worked. So, yeah, maybe next year I'll try it again. I think they look like little masterpieces. Oh, I was you. super impressed. They are beautiful in that palette of, like, 80s and 90s colors that I really love. Those really bright kind of pinks and purples. And I think you did a really beautiful job with them, Jillian. I'm oh, very impressed. Thank you so much. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like those um, those cafeteria cups. I know exactly what you're talking about. The uh, or it's like a Saved by the Bell wallpaper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they really evoke that, and I think they're so pretty. And if I got them from from my Valentine, I would be so happy. Oh, and you. especially if it contained a cat themed fortune. I'm blinking at you from afar. <laughs> You're really growing as a chef and as a, a candy maker at this point. Thank you. Well, what were you cooking up on your side of the kitchen? I'll start with these vegan Buckeye candies. And Buckeyes being those very distinctive seeds from the Buckeye trees, right, that are kind of nut-like and they're shiny and dark brown on the outside. They have a light-colored spot um, that kind of looks like a deer's eye, which is where they get their name from. This is a vegan recipe, and I actually chose all vegan and vegetarian because my Valentine is a vegetarian and likes vegan stuff, so mm. I wanted to respect that. One other thing before I go into the recipe and, and how you make them is I actually wasn't aware this was a type of candy, but once I started talking to people like, hey, I'm making these Buckeye candies, people are like, oh, yeah, I love those. And I'm like, I have never heard of this before in my Same. life. I just found this kind of researching what are some homemade candies you can make that look tasty and are vegan or vegetarian and um, these came up and i was like oh these look really cool i guess like they're kind of popular around both christmas and valentine's day as kind of like homemade candies you can give to people so here's what they are um this is from Ginny mcmeans from the site vegan in the freezer which i have to say <laughs> does sound like a scene from a horror movie yeah right <laughs> officer we found a vegan in the freezer <laughs> Here's how you make them. It's it, it really could not be simpler. So what you need to create your Buckeye candies is you need a 12-ounce pack of semi-sweet chocolate chips, some coconut oil, peanut butter, creamy preferred. You can make it chunky if you want. I think mm. creamy is a little more candy-like, uh, unless you do want that nut crunch. You need some vanilla, and you need powdered sugar. Oh, and I forgot the vegan butter. Uh, I use um, Earth Balance vegan butter. So you put the, the vegan butter and the and the exact amounts are in our show notes. So if you want to make these yourself, go ahead and check out the notes. I put the recipe from Vegan in the Freezer <laughs> in the notes. <laughs> vegan butter and the and the peanut butter, uh, you mix that up and then you slowly add powdered sugar to it and your vanilla extract or if it's real vanilla, even better, but uh, just a little bit of vanilla. 
Um, but really do slowly add that powdered sugar in because you're, you're making it into a dough. Um, mm. But if you add it too fast, it's going to clump. So be careful. But the, the goal is to make it like something that you can like actually knead into dough. And, and what you're going to end up doing is making from that dough the, the peanut balls, right? That's going to form the inside of your candy. And when I was making the, the, the balls of peanut butter, I got started getting, I started getting kind of impatient because at first I made them kind of smaller and candy size and kind of more like the size of a real Buckeye uh, seed. But then as time went on, I was like, oh, just, I'll just make bigger ones. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you why that's a bad idea, because I wasn't thinking about future me or future anyone else who doesn't want to eat. Older of peanut butter. A soft ball of peanut butter <laughs> dipped in chocolate. <laughs> So don't do what I did. Like, you know, be patient, make them candy sized. Anyway, so so do that. And then um, you freeze those for like an hour. They need to harden so you can do the next part e more easily. Right before you're ready to take out the peanut butter balls to um, start dipping them in chocolate, you have to make your little chocolate mixture. And I was shocked at how easy this was. I just got a micro microwave safe bowl. I poured in the chocolate chips. I added the um, the coconut oil as a shortening to it. Just kind of mix that in as it melted in the microwave. And then you take it out just before it's completely melted. And it was sort of like magic. And then like the, the, the last few remaining chips kind of just kind of melted away as I just mixed it up. And it was this beautiful, shiny, creamy chocolate. Then I got the peanut butter balls out of the freezer, took a toothpick, dipped them into the, the chocolate sauce, and then kind of swirled it around until I just had like a little bit of that peanut butter opening to, so it looked like a Buckeye. And then you put it back on your tray. And then what you do is when you take the, the, um, the toothpick out, you take like the tip of a knife or something other, like anything other kind of like little sharp thing. And you just kind of like pat down the peanut butter on top so that it covers the hole you made with the toothpick. And voila, you let the candy harden. I put them back in the freezer once I dipped them all into, into chocolate. Jillian, these are so delicious. Now, you can't go wrong with peanut butter and chocolate no. anyway, so it's no surprise. But I was really blown away at how tasty these are. And the friends that we had over with us who were uh, kind of helping me make this, we were watching some movies, they were like going back for more. They like the next day we saw some friends were like, hey, do you have any more of those left? Like it was a hit. <laughs> and I, I think I could see myself like making these in the future again for sure. So if you want to make your own little chocolates, you can give to your Valentine. I recommend the vegan Buckeye candies from Ginny McMeans, vegan in the freezer. <laughs> yeah, just looking at a photo of the Buckeyes, it yeah, it hits deep. I mean, this is my favorite combination. It's it's kryptonite. It sounds also <laughs> <laughs> easy to make. It it looks so so delicious. Not surprised it is a big hit. My next candy is actually kind of similar in terms of the execution because it involved some microwaving and melting. So the same chocolate chip melts that I used for the fortune cookies, I got to repurpose for my next treat, which are easy chocolate pretzel hearts. And my hot tip to listeners is buy a big bag of the white chocolate melts and then buy the, um, the oil colored dye. So then you don't have to buy your uh your chocolate melts by color you can just make your own colors mm. and that's yeah that saves money this was like i said very simple i went to the store i got a big bag of mini pretzels and then i melted some white chocolate melts i then mixed in my dye i went with light pinks i didn't do any reds i was out of my 
Piper, right? I couldn't find the Piper, so I did a those little plastic bags. I made a makeshift piping thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't spend a lot of time in the kitchen. And I just filled in the holes of the pretzels into a heart shape. And that's pretty much it. Uh, you have to l- line a baking sheet with parchment paper because it has to sit and cool and form. But it takes about, I don't know, two to three three minutes and they're good to go. Uh, and that helps it not stick, being on the parchment paper. Just so simple and easy. And they taste really good. It's a perfect combination of sweet and salty. They look adorable. I, I think it took me an hour. And that's just because I struggle with piping, not because it really would take that long. I think you can get this done in 20 minutes. And it's a really fun activity. I, I personally think to do with, with kids if you have them. Yeah. And a great snack for yes. Valentine's day, either your date night, or if you're having a little party with, with kids I think these are the perfect thing you can whip up pretty quickly for a large group. And they look so pretty. This is a great, easy candy recipe. And I agree, like you were telling me that they're advertised as pops, but mm. why would I add the straw to that? Like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, it's just in the way of me eating the pretzel chocolate. I know. I forgot to mention that the one recipe I looked at had sticks attached to them. And as Matt said, I'm not sure sure why. Are we looking the pretzels? Are we looking the chocolate? <laughs> I, I don't know. If you if you like to look pretzels, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. I like salt, so I want to eat a pretzel. You know, I'm twirling it around. I, I won't lie, but I, <laughs> I'm not licking them. You don't have to answer Jillian's question. Whether if you lick pretzels, it's your own business. Yeah, private. The final thing we have on sale at our candy shop. <laughs> just kidding. Nothing's on sale. This is just for kind of do it yourself again. You're doing this at home. My husband's very favorite candy are gummies. But the problem is, is that most gummies are not even vegetarian because of the gelatin in them. So I was determined I'm going to make my Valentine some vegetarian gummy hearts. So this requires a little bit of prep. But once you have all your all of the pieces in place, you will be blown away at how easy it is to make your own gummies at home. First, you do need to get molds. You, you got to have something to put the mixture into. So if you want to make bears, they have gummy bear molds you can get online easily. I saw some of those at Michael's also while I was there from the other stuff I'll talk about later in the episode. There's a lot of options online. Just go ahead, check it out. I got um, a heart mold on, I'm, a, I'm sorry to say, Amazon. Sometimes you got to pull the trigger. Yeah, but, it's, but it, it worked really well. It's like a tray, like very flexible so you can pop out the gummies in the shape of hearts because it's Valentine's Day. All right, that was the prep, and it, it comes with little pipettes, too, so you can put the mixture in. So here's what you really do um, to make them. I got my recipe from Kirby's Cravings, um, which is a food blog. This is all it is. So you, you decide what flavors you want to do. You buy that fruit juice, ideally 100% juice. In my case, I got pineapple juice, and I got watermelon juice. You get your saucepan, and then you... Pour in a half cup of whatever juice it is, and then you pour in, normally you would add gelatin, but in this case, because you are making them vegetarian or vegan, you're putting in this seaweed, really, called agar-agar, or agar-agar, if you're British. I heard of it. I, you never heard of it. I, I, I had to go over town trying to find it. 
Oh, can Which imagine. is why I was at Whole Foods. It's the only place that I could find it. Of course. <laughs> anyway, but it, it basically, it allows the mixture to, to gel, like, like gelatin would. And so you're simmering that. You're mixing it in with a whisk. You simmer it for five minutes. You, you know, you, you wanna, you're just simmering it. It shouldn't boil. Don't burn it. Keep moving it around so it doesn't burn. And then once it's ready, after about five minutes, like I said, you get you put your mold next to it. You take your little pipette and you just put the juice mixture into the um, the mold. Now, and that's and that's it for like the pineapple. Pineapple is sweet enough that I didn't add any other sweetener to it because it's you know it's pineapple. But for the watermelon, I did add a little bit of agave to it to add some sweetness. My friends who are making it with us, we all decided it's like an incredibly therapeutic activity to just fill a gummy mold, like <laughs> with a pipette. It was just so calming. Just that activity is like, this is, would be really fun with kids. Oh, they yeah. get to pick their fruit flavor and all that stuff. And then it's like, they have the fun of putting it in. It took me back to my creepy crawler days. Oh, Yeah. And then once you do, you just pop it in the fridge for 15 minutes. Voila, you have your own homemade gummy. You're done. Wow. Only 15 minutes? Yeah. No, it's so fast. It's so easy. The whole process takes like less than 20 minutes. Wow. It's just a matter of like, how many gummies do you want to make? Because each mold that I got, it makes about 55 which sounds like a lot, but it's really not when, when they're that small. <laughs> the one thing, and I think it was funny that like Kirby's Cravings was very adamant about this. I would say these gummies are successful, these vegan ones, on two out of three metrics. The flavor is amazing because it is fresh juice and it, it is perfect. And the appearance is really cute because the, the, the agar agar does like gel it together perfectly. Um, but the problem is, is you don't have the tear and the chew you're expecting from a gelatin gummy. It's very soft. It almost like melts in your mouth, kind of. Not really, but you, it, it's like a fruit burst, which is very tasty. But it's not like a chewy gummy, if that makes sense. So that is my one disclaimer I have for this vegetarian version of, of gummies. But honestly, either way, I think they're super tasty and simple. And they were just so much fun to make. When you say the photo of the gummies... I just found them incredibly adorable. They just, they look so perfect. I know you used a mold and, you know, and all, but um, they, if I saw that I opened a package and they came out, I would think it come from a store. They're, they're so adorable. I also agree. Great craft for kids and also to get them to kind of be perhaps like quiet down and, and focus. Yeah. It requires some focus. Like you're like really like looking and staring at the pipette and you know, when you start down the road of making your own gummies, who knows what you might want to put in that gummy? I'm just saying. Ooh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Or all, all the different molds that you could have. Frogs. The, yeah, zen-less. all the different shapes. Yeah, the, the options are limitless. Oh, that's such a cute idea, Matt. I think this is... I mean, I love the Buckeyes seem so delicious, but this has my heart. No pun intended. <laughs> well, we hope we inspired you with some delicious options from our candy shop we're excited to see what you all make if you try any of these recipes out please share them with us um, on our facebook group or on instagram or twitter but that's not all we also have some cards and crafts we want to share with you to really show your valentine that they are the light of your life jillian what gifts or cards did you make for your valentine my first activity was making space themed collage valentines so I had these, oh, actually a lot of old photos from probably the 90s from NASA, just of space. So think of different planets, asteroids, rings, uh, 
moon landings. It's just there, there's, there's really <laughs> all cool the moon fun. landings, all the moon landings, and there are some really stunning, um, beautiful photographs. I was just thinking of a way that I could use them and repurpose them. So when this project came up or their episode came up, I thought, hey, let me see if I can make a collage out of them. At first, I was going to use actual photograph and make that the Valentine, but I decided it'd be better to cut out the pictures I wanted to use by some construction paper. <laughs> That's what it's called. Construction paper. It's always good to have around. So I bought that. And I also bought some alphabet stickers. So I wanted, instead of me writing out the messages, I wanted to brighten them up a bit, jazz them up. And so I got, I guess I'm going to the beast as you did, Matt, uh, Amazon. <laughs> I got a bunch of uh, stickers and they're all different colors and they're shiny. So that was great too. Really added that pop that I wanted. And I made one Valentine that I sent to Matt and the it text, was out of this world. Yes. <laughs> the text in the message was, you brighten my world. And I actually addressed it to Matt. I didn't show you that, Matt. It has your name on the front. And it's a card. I folded it in half. And I cut out a picture of, you guessed it, our world, Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I added some planets around it. And that was on the left side. And I used my, collot, my, my alphabet stickers. I did half in silver and then a pop of red for Valentine's Day. And on the right-hand side, I said, you're a BFF. And then I had a cutout heart with a little astronaut touching it as he was in space and trying to grab the heart. And I put my name in silver letters, Jillian. It really looks so cute. And it's unique. And it's also just, I think what's my favorite thing about it is it's so you. Oh, thank you. And I think that's really special when someone makes something that really came from their own mind and represents them and so you know that the feeling being imparted by that gift is really genuine and so i think this is like a great reminder to as you're creating homemade valentines if that's what you want to do this year like we did really think about like what says this is from you uniquely like and and i i like that you really considered that julian oh thank you and you know the collage can be from anything maybe you have an old magazine on plants there's so many pun opportunities for for valentine's day that relate to so many different topics and it's it's fun to repurpose things i love repurposing things and i think that's sweet matt that you recognize that that's really part of my personality and is unique to me and i had a lot of fun you can create your own scenes from your mind and i just had a ton of fun i did it while i was watching tv so it's something that doesn't really take a lot of and energy. It's a nice, like, supplemental, keeps your hands busy sort of activity, like, while you're watching yes. television or a movie. My little craft I'm going to start out with is the, the first one is more complicated than the other one I have to share. This one's kind of like a gift idea. And it's a DIY fingerprint necklace, which would then turn into, like, a little jewelry piece you can give to somebody that you have affection for whether that's a friend or a family member or I, I said lover earlier and it made me feel uncomfortable even saying it so you know I feel I about I that word again L- lover here we go <laughs> Jillian you gotta confront it uh <laughs> every time I say it I feel like I'm like Will Ferrell in that SNL sketch when he's in the hot tub this is from Autumn at the site it's always Autumn Autumn walks you through the simple process again link is in the show notes the simple process of making a fingerprint necklace, which I think a lot of parents listening uh, will recognize it as a craft their child might make an art class. 
<laughs> or that you as a parent might like lead with your kids like when they're younger. And it's a, a simple idea of you get some oven baked clay that you get from the store and then you um, roll it up in a ball, like a little chunk of it. You use some parchment paper and then you just crush that ball <laughs> with something heavy, like a book, until it's a nice, even, flat circle. It's really touching, right, when you have your kids make their little thumbprints in it with a heart. Like you do two little thumbprints mm-hmm. and it's like their fingerprint. It's like their unique little uh, thumbprint. And you poke a hole uh, in the top of the toothpick and now you can like wear that around. And it's such a sweet idea, especially for kids. And their little thumbs are small enough that it's really easy to do. When I made this, <laughs> you know, it maybe it's just a better thing for kids. Because like when I was doing it as an adult, it felt like this thing, like you'd have to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger to wear it and not make it look ridiculous. Like it was just too big. And I will say, too, before I go any further into the oven-baked clay adventure, I first bought this, like, it's called Sculpey oven-baked clay. And it was, like, this granite version. I thought that would look so cool. And I got it home and started working with it, and it just crumbled. It was so dry. Mm. It wouldn't stick together at all. It was such trash. And they called it Primo. It was not Primo anything. (laughs) It was trash. I even tried, like, I was like, maybe if I, like, use a hammer, it'll, like, soften it up. No, it just made it into dust. That was how bad it was. Gotta write him a review. And I'm looking up online. People online are saying, like, use um, clay conditioner. What? Clay conditioner. I barely use my own hair conditioner. Like, I'm not going to take better care of this clay than I do of my own (laughs) hair. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's obscene. I I couldn't believe that someone was suggesting that. I just feel like it's like, (laughs) it's it's the big clay industry trying to make you buy all these accessories you don't need. Must be Richie Rich so, too, as a yeah, time to exactly. Buy. Like, just, I, I would say, like honestly, I was so disgusted by this expired Sculpey clay. I'm like, don't buy Sculpey. Buy like whatever, like um, not name brand that you find at like whatever store you're in. Hmm. Um, which I did that the following day. I was like, I will not be deterred. I picked up some like generic white stuff, and because I was like afraid now to do a special color <laughs> or anything, because I wanted it to be soft. And actually, I did learn from the experience, like to test the pack in the store to see that had had some give to it. It, The, the white clay did work. The only trouble working with the white clay is that I wasn't really cognizant of the fact that like, I had like little like fuzzies from my sweater I was wearing, which got onto the clay and now it's baked in forever. Oh, what's part of you? Yes. Be careful with that. You know, that's, that's an element to to be on the lookout for, but uh, my friend did not, my friend helped me with them and, she made amazing, like, she made a little rose, and, and it's a picture I uh, I share with Jillian. I think Jillian's going to add it to oh, Instagram no, and Facebook. No, I'm completely obsessed. I was freaking out. I was imagining myself wearing them down on sunset. Yeah, a lot of the stuff she down. made is really cute. And and here's one thing that I did, because you have so much clay. Like, I did once I did the thumbprint th- thing to try, and it was cute, and I, like, wrote, like, a little thing on the back, a message for my husband, and he's never going to wear it, because it is, like, a total, like, what are you, like, a Medallion. Fire, like a, are you like a gigantic five-year-old? What is this medallion? <laughs> exactly. A thumbprint heart medallion. What I'm glad I got at Michael's kind of on a whim were these uh, Valentine's day stamps. It was like, it was five bucks. It was just a box of just heart stamps and XOXO, whatever. Cause I was thinking, well, what if like, once I do the, the thumbprint thing, like what if I use the stamps to like press into the clay and then use that to make little other pendants. And that actually really worked. Uh, I would advise it. Like you could try it out yourself. Like I think it really created some cool little pieces. So we tried that. Um, 
you know, my friend did more like kind of handmade, like a ring, like a little infinity symbol, the rose I thought came out really cute. And a lot of the stuff we did use a toothpick to like create an area where we could like run some jump rings through. So you can connect it to mm. a necklace or a keychain or something. So a charm bracelet. Yeah, exactly. Or a charm bracelet. Exactly. If you're listening, Beth, some <laughs> ideas. You can go above and beyond. If you do the white clay, you can go, you can paint it um, or you can get different colors or if you really want to get those extra brownie points, you can create like a paper backing Valentine to go with it and like punch holes and like put the little necklace with that on it. It could be like a cute like mix of like a nice jewelry gift for your Valentine plus this homemade element to it. So I don't know. I thought I thought there's a lot to work with there. And it's like a medium that I, our listeners are, are extremely creative. So maybe me even just saying oven baked clay is getting the gears turning in their heads. So I, I hope that's the case. Yeah, I love the little... I would say, yeah, they almost look like charms, the little XOXOs, um, the broken heart. Uh, I really like too. I think what I'm drawn to personally is that they're a little bit crude. Like they're just, they're yeah. not, they're not perfect. They, I, I could see this. Okay, Jillian. All right. No, I, I, <laughs> it, it, it's a, it's a compliment there. I, I could see them being sold in some hip little store in, in, in silver Lake for 50 bucks or something like that. There's some, there's something they, they have that vibe to them. Should we start an Etsy? It was just kind of fun and easy to do. And even baking them was super fast, like surprisingly fast. It's like 25 minutes or I think it's like only 15 minutes per quarter inch or something like that. Like ended up, I think only baking them for about 30 minutes. Oh. Um, Check it out. I think like it could be it could be a nice craft. Yeah, I think they're well, they're very cute. For my next project, I had a grand plan, um, and I think that'd be the tagline of my life. I I, I had a plan, <laughs> I just didn't uh, materialize. So my plan for this, I had a chewy box, and so I said, okay, great, because I was going to make a Valentine's Day. So wait, wait, pause for a second. For what is chewy for someone who oh, doesn't okay. know that and thinks that you're chewing on your boxes? <laughs> I gotta, I gotta have my chew toys or I go crazy. Um, so this Chewy is a brand for pets and you, I bought a big bag of litter and so it was a big box. So it's perfect. So it's a cardboard box. Yes. Yeah, a big cardboard okay. box. That uh, says, that is from the brand Chewy. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Chewy I always jump ahead. Chewing on cardboard. <laughs> so this box, the idea was from, well, Rover curated all these Valentine's day ideas for pets, but, uh, this box was on Pinterest. Essentially, it's a cute treat box. You have your box, you stand it upright, you cut, no, is my math not great, three-fourths of a rectangle. So you have a flap to put down, and it's at the top of your box, and your dog or cat goes inside, and you put a little sign below the, the flap and it says insert treats here <laughs> and you and you wrap it in valentine's day themed wrapping paper which is so adorable so i was once again as i said before flying high i'm like this is going to be so great i'm going to tag chewy make up the cat influencer who knows <laughs> sky is the limit but i realized what chewy does and i really love this brand so no disrespect but the back both sides were taped together, you know, like when you have those two flaps and the tapes in the middle, keep holding them together. There wasn't a solid backing, so I couldn't cut a hole. So I had to make do and just open one side completely and then wrap the front in heart printed wrapping paper. 
And then on the top, I made a little sign with my construction paper, pink construction paper, and my alphabet stickers, and I wrote Love Shack on it, slapped it on, and you know cats love boxes, so they went right in. And they just like to hang out in boxes. It doesn't have to be a treat box. Now, dogs, it would not fall for this scam. It would not be the same thing. They would just not walk into a cardboard box. If you know anything about cats, they just got to be in the box. And so it's sitting right now in my apartment. It's a lovely little decoration. It's it's super cute. It was so easy to wrap the box. Um, so I have apologies to those who are really tired of wrapping because we just have the holidays, but very simple and, and, it, and it's cute. I was just thinking to myself the other day, uh, my sister just more recently this past year bought a house. My other sister is expecting her first baby. And here I am <laughs> making... <laughs> A box for clubbing a love shack for my cats <laughs> and their sisters, mind you. So a sister love is not anything untoward. I want to make that clear. <laughs> well, I, actually, I, I will say I think you improved this idea, and I'll tell you why. Because mm. you made something that, that that your pet would actually use on their own. It doubles as a cute decoration, and Target, you know, sells this sort of thing every year, oh. where like they have the haunted house like cat house, right? That's cardboard. True. And this is kind of like a, a DIY version of that. I think that's really cute. The version from the dog people or Rover that you shared or were inspired by that got to where you, where you were. And it is cute. Like you see the dog and it's like a little flap and it says, it's like almost like, um, Lucy in her little, um, you know, psychiatry therapist stand, exactly. right? Where it says insert treat here. The thing is, is that what, definitely happened to this poor dog is someone just put a box over it because there's no way for the dog to get in or out and the dog's just sitting there being like i guess feed me i'm stuck (laughs) (laughs) and so it's like a one of those things like yeah it's cute to look at but you when you think about what's actually happening in the photo it's sort of like so you put it over your dog the dog eats a treat and then you take you know you snap your photo and you throw it away like what what happens (laughs) to it you know good point versus this thing which is actually your cats are going to use whether or not you're even home i don't know i, th- I think your version's a way way more practical well thank you matt that's that's a really great way of looking at it. i didn't even think about it that way but you're right this i can you know put aside or bring out every valentine's day or just leave up and have my love shack you know they don't have to pay rent they can just go in <laughs> there <laughs> love is free <laughs> Right, uh, going away from cat love shacks. What else did you and make? into Valentine heart bookmarks? <laughs> yeah, this perfect Valentine gift is for the book lover in your life, and it's from the site. Hey, let's make fun stuff by Corey George. And if you sign up, Corey provides you with the files for a professional paper cutting machine, mm-hmm. and uh, it says like you hold a place in my heart. So if you're oh, that like mm-hmm. that level ten of crafter, and you want to make a perfect version of that cut statement for your bookmark you can download all those files and get all that at that site again which will be on the show the show notes i don't have a a paper cutting machine (laughs) nor will i have one so all i did was i kept it simple i i did um print out from the website like the kind of um template they have on there from just the image that they have just so that when i like and then i put that over some cardstock i got from the craft store and then I just used that as like a, a template for cutting around it so that the heart shapes were maintained. And so that like, so if you're looking, if you're thinking about this, imagine just 
two hearts and they're joined on one side, that's going to be where you fold them in together. And that corner that's created is going to be where that like hooks into the page, like the bottom corner of the page in your book. Mm. And it's easier to see than to describe. I'm sorry, I'm not doing a great job of describing what this looks like, but it's you, it, you basically to, to hold your place, you just kind of slide the bookmark into the bottom of the page. I, on mine, I wrote, I'm always checking you out. <laughs> I love that. And I drew a little bookworm that I now worry kind of looks a little pervy. No, but <laughs> it does not. It's adorable. <laughs> Is this like a really like unwelcome look from a bookworm? I don't know. No, I want to boop him. He's cute. Okay. So <laughs> boop the his bookworm nose. gets approved. We'll share the photo so you can be the judge of that. But I didn't space it quite right. Don't judge me. Anyway, <laughs> but I actually enjoyed making it a lot. And I think... What I love about this idea is that it's practical. Like a card is great, but then at the end of the day, like you either put it away into your little memory box um, and you don't look at it that often. And this is something that you can like keep and use it in, as you're reading and think about your loved one all the time. Or they can think about you all the time as they're using your bookmark. So I really liked it as a concept. And so I, I thought I'd share it here. Yeah. And like you said, how my Mike Valentine's Day card really fit my personality. I think this perfectly fits yours. You love books. Uh, your little bookworm yourself. Uh, it, it's also very understated, but extremely sweet, just like you. I also like how you tried different fonts on the bookmark. Yeah, I can't take full credit because I was like, as I was looking for inspiration for some book puns, and I found like, oh yeah, I'm I'm always checking you out. I like that. I did sort of like mimic some fonts I saw, so I can't take full credit for that. I wish I could. You could have fooled me. I would have. <laughs> I would have thought it was your own genius, but uh, it makes it really beautiful and sweet. Um, and there's just so so many different options, so many different book puns you can do that are Valentine's Day themed. For our cozy crew, I think I know we love books, and I think this would be a, a perfect little book lovers Valentine. I agree. Yeah, I can. I can't wait to see the the results from our listeners. Speaking of books, it's time to take a trip back into the cozy library. Yes, I know our library has been closed down and you can blame the librarians. We just completely slipped our minds. Um, But I really wanted to shout out previous guests we had on the podcast, Vivian Chen. She just released her eighth installment of her Noodle Shop mystery books. The title of this book is called Hot and Sour Suspects. Murder Never Tasted, so good. Her titles are always so incredible. So incredible. Uh, we, we love Vivian here at the podcast, and she released it today, the day of our recording, which is January 26th. So please go check it out or also listen to our previous episode with Vivian if you want to get into the series and want a, a little taste. Recommend that. It sounds amazing, and I hope our listeners check it out. Yeah. Library is closed. (laughs) For now. For now. I'm buzzing with all the sugar from our candy treats, and also I'm tired from making all the crafts. Yeah, me too. So I really want to wind down with some soothing sounds. My soothing sound this week is from a big name when it comes to cozy music, and that name is Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton released a new single called Big Dreams and Faded Jeans. It's the first single off her upcoming album, Run, Rose, Run, which will be a set of songs to accompany the book she wrote with James Patterson 
who something's wrong with James Patterson. I, I, I know that sounds judgmental, but like the man writes too many books. He <laughs> does. He just, He's a bookworm. Is he okay? Out. Is he okay? Is he sleeping? Is James Patterson an art collective of ghostwriters at this point? It has to be right. Yeah, little Patterson's pattering. Yeah, around. there's probably like there's, are there. Th- I'm, I'm at this point. I'm convinced there are thirty James Pattersons because there's got to be for this level of output. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> the The novel that they wrote together has the same title, "Run Rose Run." A press release notes that "Run Rose Run" the album follows the story of the novel, in which a young woman with a dark secret in her past sets off for Nashville to make music. Honestly, mm-hmm. the song just made me smile in the way that it's a straightforward country song from Dolly Parton. And that's bound to just make you happy. I mean, it's called Big Dreams and Faded Jeans. What's not to like? For goodness sake. So let's take a listen to Dolly Parton's latest single. Big dreams and faded jeans Fit together like a team Always busting at the seams Big dreams and faded jeans I love it. <laughs> It's it, it sucks you in with its like very it simple storytelling and talk about words of encouragement. I think Sweethearts and Dolly Parton are on the same wavelength this year where it's just a really positive, uplifting song. And I, I really actually I, I feel like I'm going to listen to it a lot when I need some pumping up. So <laughs> no, I love it's just a really cute song. Yeah, it's so cute. I love the line. Big dreams and faded dreams are the perfect teen team yeah. team, not the teen no teens in this story. But also, I want Reba to play the protagonist in the eventual Lifetime movie based on the song and novel. That's I think that would that would actually create like a some sort of nuclear event in Nashville <laughs> if that happens. So I don't know if that's safe. I, yeah, maybe you're right, Matt. Maybe we couldn't handle it. It'd be so overwhelmingly good. <laughs> we just couldn't take it. But I love it. I love how she accentuates the words. Fade jeans. <laughs> i like how she when she says a little scared she kind of like you know her voice goes up and small Love it's her. just it's really it really is kind of like an elementary school teacher reading us it's story time that's what it feels like and i love it yeah run rose run by dolly parton and james patterson is out on march 7th and the album will be out on march 4th and just a little side note from me, I saw a news story the other day that Dolly just released family recipe inspired cake mixes. Unfortunately, they sold out. But if they're in stock, I recommend getting them. They look so fun and they'd just be perfect for Valentine's Day. She can do no wrong. And no angle is left unturned no. in terms of her. And I <laughs> love it. I'm not tired decision. of She's, it. The whole world will be Dollywood soon enough. Jillian, what song is soothing you this week? My pick is Jana Horn's Optimism. I never heard of Jana before comes from her album of the same name it was released in mid January and Jana's a fiction writer based in Austin, Texas, which is fitting as one review noted that the album is akin to a good short story collection. As for the single optimism, it's a beautifully spare song about that holding pattern before a relationship takes off or doesn't. So it's very fitting for Valentine's day. I just, I just find it really beautiful when I listen to it. I just envision a, clear bright and quiet stream so let's take a listen to optimism it 
it's a quietly sweet song. And I know you're going to kill me for saying this, but I think it'd be a nice song to clean to. <laughs> I just I love that background music or just driving on a nice, sunny, clear day. It's it's just beautiful, simple, like you said. If it makes you want to grab a mop, <laughs> Jillian is there for it. Yeah, that's my telltale sign. This song works. Makes you want to clean. Reaching for the Clorox wipes. <laughs> I know it's 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 soothing. I cleaning is is soothing to me, and I, I think that Jana's going to do great things. This album's already gotten rave reviews, so keep an eye on her. We'll also be keeping an eye on the latest candle we're sniffing. Jillian, take us through the candle we're reviewing this week. Yeah, so I did a lot of research actually into Valentine's Day candles. They were all. A little too much. One candle, I saw, <laughs> yeah, one candle was too much in terms of concept and scent, or too much in terms of money. Uh oh, let me let me be clear. Too much in terms of yeah, content. Uh, um, one was a wax candle from Etsy. It was in the shape of a body, and then as it Ooh. as it melts, you can put your finger in the wax and put it on your partner. Like it's specifically designed for that. And I thought, okay, the law's not saying I'm going to review live, like, or do ever. Well, live. <laughs> Let me just skip right over that. Wait, wait, hold on. Oh, it's just too much for a little person <laughs> like me. I, yeah, I, I said, well, that's a hard no. And then other ones were just, one was super expensive. So actually also um, too much in terms of cost. There's this one, I believe it's from Tom Ford. It's this, uh, it's called Rose something. It's $170 or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's too much in terms of money for sure. Yeah, so I just went with Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn. We're going to need more patrons if we're going to try that one out. Brooklyn's Magic Hour. Magic Hour is super romantic. You know, it's that time of day where everyone looks good in, in the light and the, the fading sun and you're having a glass of wine on the patio. I don't know what people do in these magic hours. And <laughs> it, it has it's the perfume of a sunlit rose garden. That's what Brooklyn says. And you can buy it a part of their set. So they have all these different times of day. They have one that's called AM to PM set. So it's a part of that. There's wake, there's nightcap, there's ducks, dusk, and witching hour. So I went with magic hour. I thought it was the most romantic. And you know, roses, Valentine's Day, hand in hand, had a really beautiful light pink color. And yeah, I mean, I'm always hesitant with rose scents. But I will say this is extremely light. So if you aren't a fan of a rose scent, this is the way to go. For me, I'm more into the aesthetic of it. Uh, there's a little thumbnail on the side, Matt, if you can see. They pose the candle, and that's just a perfect setup. That that draws me right in. I want to buy it. Uh, there's some Palo Santo on the side. There's a clock. There's some wheat. There's some roses on this beautiful side table. And it just sets the scene. The color is beautiful. Gotta have candle. your wheat. Gotta have that wheat when you're <laughs> trying to um, turn up the romance. If there's no wheat, I'm not coming. <laughs> what is Valentine's Day without wheat? Gotta have that wheat. It's a cute setup. It really is like, it's very picture perfect and... Like even the marble table kind of is like that kind of fresh, clean, hipstery look look that I, that I know you like. Yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> <laughs> I just like the color of the candle, and I like the title of it, Magic Hour. That's a great candle name, Magic Hour. It's beautiful. Yeah, it, no, it's very evocative. Just just the name itself. I think it's part magic scam because it's really not any 
wild sense going to keep you coming back for more it's just rose roses and uh but it's light enough that's tolerable so i'll give it a half a wick that, that you know what that's probably as good as a rose scented candle will get on our show <laughs> tolerable for being honest <sighs> well thank you jillian for taking us through that magic hour journey that does it for our show this week but before we wrap up fully we do have some shout outs first of all Thank you to Emily for the increased Patreon donation. We really appreciate it. And I forgot to mention our last episode, Chris, one of our patrons, mentioned that our gift guide helped them find gifts for two folks on their list. That makes us so happy. They actually yeah. take our recommendation. They'll get paid for it. Um, it's just nice to know that people appreciate our opinions. No, yeah, no. It, I'm glad people are using it. Like We, we, we do create those lists thoughtfully. I, I, I don't... We don't just like make a list like the, at the last minute and throw it up there. So I'm really glad to hear that uh, people are making use of it. Yeah. So thank you, Chris, for letting us know that. If you want to be one of our patrons, you can join the team at patreon.com slash all things cozy. Um, you will get a personalized thank you from Jillian and myself, magnet, a sticker, um, just to start. And we also, you know, we have special little gifts uh, planned for our patrons moving forward. Check it out if you're if you um, are able and interested to donate to the show. We really do appreciate it. Anything helps and counts. We also love to read your reviews um, wherever you listen to podcasts. We, in particular, check Apple Podcasts most of all, but mm-hmm. anywhere is great. Um, if you leave us a five star review, we will read it on the air. And you can keep up with us on Instagram at All Things Cozy Podcast and on Facebook with the same tag. But really highly recommend if you are on Facebook to join the Facebook group. That's where all our amazing listeners are, and they are extra cozy. So you want to meet those folks. So hop on to those channels for all the latest in coziness between episodes. We'll be back in your ears in just a couple more weeks with brand new cozy stuff. Until then, stay stay cozy. cozy.